When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From movie set to multiplex, it's the business of film with James Cameron Wilson. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Hey, Stella! If you build it, you will come. Here's Johnny! And here's Simon, and here's James. It's Simon Rose and James Cameron Wilson. James Cameron Wilson will be giving us uh, details of the business. Well, extraordinary, James, to think that um, that Clark Gable line, frankly, yeah, my dear, I don't give a damn, was once one of the most contentious things ever uttered in the history of the movies. How You're things have changed. Right. Things have changed. And, of course, when Rex Harrison said the word damn four times in My Fair Lady, that yes. caused a right for yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Extraordinary. Things have certainly changed. I can't think the last time anybody was bothered about anything that was said in a film. But um, what are we going to talk about now? Do we have a new number one? Is the box office looking healthy or is it in need you, of artificial respiration? You may recollect that the box office has been plummeting gradually over the last few weekends. Last yes, weekend, with occasional better hiccups, yes. Well, 34% the previous weekend, and I think the weekend before that, it was 14%. Yeah. Uh, last weekend was an absolute massacre. Films, oh, uh, when you saw One Piece film red, that dropped 84%. Even Black Adam crashed 61%. Most of most of the films, well, all nine of the films in the top ten really suffered last weekend. I'm very sad to say. So what was the whole total box office take? Was it down or did we got some big film that's wiping everything else out? Uh, well, the box office take jumped up 119.6%. All because of one film, which pretty much saved the box office. And this is a film called Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which made £12.4 million sterling over the weekend. Wow. That's £17,688 per screen average at 699 cinemas. This is the fifth highest per screen average since the pandemic. That's a bigger weekend gross than Black Panther. That's a bigger weekend gross than even Top Gun Maverick. Uh, But not quite Spider-Man No Way Home, which took 19... But still disproving that that sort of saw that there was in Hollywood that we discussed when Black Panther came out, that you could not have a film succeeding at the box office if it had a black era. Well... Absolutely. So I did, of course, see it. I mean, it's already it's already overtaken the lifetime gross of Captain America, the first Avenger, wow. in just the weekend. That is extraordinary. It, it's somewhat ironic that considering our talk last week about the length of trailers and commercials, if you may recollect. Yes. I m- missed the first minute. Of Black oh, Panther, you normally judge. Forever. You normally judge it perfectly, and you would think, of course, they were going to last longer before a big successful film. Well, 
So there must have been just about 10 minutes of trailers and commercials. And I was surprised to see only two people in the audience. But in the next 15 minutes, more and more people came traipsing in, fumbling around in the dark to find their seats. I'm wondering if the film's considerable length, it's over two hours and 40 minutes, prompted the cinema to cut back the trailers to show it earlier in order to cram in more screenings. But all I missed was the death of Black Panther, played by the late Chadwick Boseman. Uh, in the last film, which became the highest-grossing superhero movie in history at the time, featuring just one superhero. That is until the release of Spider-Man No Way Home last December, which nobody saw coming. There had been other superhero movies that have had more than one superhero, i.e. the three Avengers films. But Black Panther not only proved that a black superhero could make Phenomenal amounts of money, over $1,347,000,000, but could beat all comers. Yes. So inevitably, then, a lot of eggs have been put in this particular basket. The sequel with the Tottenham-educated Letitia Wright replacing the late Chadwick Boseman. I think Letitia Wright gets better with every performance from her supporting role in the Channel 4 sci-fi series Humans, she really was human, to Steve McQueen's TV film Education. Although I was surprised that she skewered BAFTA's Rising Star Award three years ago. Here she plays the sister of Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther, who is a technical prodigy and is trying to synthetically recreate a miraculous herb that was destroyed by Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan in the first film. But Wakanda, an East African kingdom, has an even more precious commodity to its name. Vibranium, which is the strongest metal in the world and a third of the weight of steel, is bulletproof and can absorb sound and kinetic energy. Of course, everybody wants a piece of it. And Mm. when foreign mercenaries break into a Wakandan outreach facility to steal the stuff, they are defeated and then paraded in the General Assembly Hall in the Geneva branch of the United Nations, where Ramonda, the Queen of Wakanda, played by Angela Bassett, declares that she is not ready to export her country's precious metal, as she doesn't trust any other nation with its use. Much of what the movie addresses will resonate, I think, with many viewers as it deals with environmental issues, geopolitical uncertainty and cultural identity. Each viewer, I think, can take away from it what he or she chooses. And this is heavy stuff for a Marvel comic film, which incidentally looks stunning. My problems with it is that it is still a Marvel comic movie. It's very long. There's a lot of CGI, too many characters to keep track of, flashbacks to earlier times, a lot of supernatural fighting, unlike the more credible combat in Enola Holmes 2, more of which are none, and floating protagonists. There's a scene when the Queen of Wakanda and her daughter are having a tiff around a campfire, 
when they are interrupted by the appearance of Namor, a blue merman with pointy ears and wings on his angles, ankles, who looks like Hermes, who has overdone the cold water swimming. Right. It turns out that his people, who make up an, an undiscovered ancient civilization that lives under the sea, also have a supply of vibranium. Vibranium. And he's very angry that somebody has invented a vibranium detecting machine and holds Wakanda accountable. And so we have the CIA, the FBI, Wakanda's female army, and the blue people involved in what could be a global altercation. I've got nothing against blue people. Zoe Saldana has made a career out of playing them. Yes, but, yes. And I've, I've just seen the trailer for Avatar 2. Well, I was going to say, rather a lot of blue in it. my excitement of revisiting <laughs> the Navi or the Navi in next month's Avatar, The Way of Water. I think the problem with this film, for me, is that ultimately it sticks to the template of the over-the-top, over-long, over-special-affected yeah. Marvel movie. I, I think the performances are very good. I think Letitia is the best thing that Letitia Wright has done. It's just so much of the same old, same old, although it yes. was addressing interesting issues. Though clearly there's still an appetite for it, given how much it's, how well it's done in that one opening weekend. As you said, that weekend alone beat Captain America. Yeah, yeah, in its absolutely. entirety. Yeah, James, um, we were talking for quite a while about that, so let's just briefly give you a chance to catch your breath. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to The Business of Film on Share Radio, where James Cameron Wilson is taking us through the chart, though we've only really been talking about number one first. But then, as you pointed out at the beginning, James, every other film, presumably, has just seen a massive, precipitous drop in its box office take because of Wakanda Forever. Indeed. So I'll just zip through the remaining nine. Black Adam, which was at number one, down a massive 61% for a total of 18 and a half million pounds. Now the sixth highest grossing film in the DC comic universe. Number three, we've got La La Crocodile with Constance Wu, which is down 34% for a total of 11.5 million. Holding pretty well, The Banshees of Inner Sherin, which was at number three, down 43% with a total of 7.5 million, getting a lot of Oscar buzz as we speak. Number five, Living the best holdover of the week, you'll be glad to know, with a mere 26% Excuse drop me. for a total of 1.7 million. Pray for the Devil, down 53%, and I don't care, for a total of 2 million. Smile, again, I don't care, down 55% <laughs> for a total of £11.4 million, which is a hell of a lot for an 18 certificate film. 
Interestingly, Triangle of Sadness is holding incredibly well. It was eight last week. It's still at number eight, down only 36%. Very good holdover for a two and a half hour Swedish film. Yeah, I need to try and see that. I saw it the third time yesterday. The third time? Good grief. I went to see, yeah, I went to see it the third time. I love this film so much. See, I went to see the, again, the, 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 the Park Chan-wook film, um, uh, Decision to Leave. Decision, I think I may, yeah. may have cho- made the wrong choice. Interesting, but certainly not something I'd want to see again twice in quick succession. Okay, James, I shall look out for it. Try and see it before it goes. Okay. Um, but you no, haven't mentioned the Banshees of Inishirin, so I'm worried that that's dropped quite a long No, way. I did mention it. Number did you? Four. Oh, oh, sorry, I apologise. I, I missed that. Oh, that's good news then. Yeah, yeah, Excellent. that was only down 43%, which compared oh. to Black Adam, 61%. It's yeah, too bad. Super. Whereas One Piece film read the animated musical action yes. adventure from japan dropped 84 percent. so that was the main casualty of the weekend and old parker's ticket to paradise down 62 percent, which is really holding on to the top 10 i thought it was going to disappear three weeks ago and that's now got a total of 9.7 million so with nothing it's, else to see at the moment yes, i was just going to say i mean there, there are within that chart there are three intelligent and, you know, not spoon-fed films. I mean, you know, where you need to take your, your brain along. Triangle of Sadness, The Banshees. Banshees and Living. Sharing. Yeah, and, and Living. And living, absolutely. that's good. That's good. Okay. It is good, yeah. There so are what else, out there for, for grown-ups. Yes, that's what grown-up. I meant, grown-ups, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, have you heard of Jack Thorne? Yes, I think. I, I think he's a phenomenon. Phenomenon. Besides what, what, his activism. What, yes, what on. do I know him from? Besides oh, his act, I'm going to tell you. Yep. Besides his activism for the disabled, with whom he, he identifies as a sufferer of Colin Ergeric urticaria, or urticaria, which means he is allergic to his own body heat, among other things. He is phenomenally prolific, but also critically acclaimed as a playwright. He has written a swathe of plays for the stage and radio, too many to mention here. Although Bunny, Let the Right One In, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and his adaptation of A Christmas Carol have all won glittering prizes. Of his radio plays... People Snogging in Public Places was a particular award winner, although television is his true metier. If you hop onto the Internet Movie Database, you will see that Jack Thorne has 45 credits, and that includes (laughs) many, many episodes of such successful series as Skins, The Fades, Glue, the Last Panthers, National Treasure, Kiri, The Accident, The Eddie, His Dark Materials, etc., etc., etc. Today, Jack Thorne is just 43 years old, and in his spare time, he has written the screenplays for The Scouting Book for Boys, A Long Way Down with Piers Brosnan and Tony Collette, War Book, Wonder with Julia Roberts, The Aeronauts with Eddie Redmayne, Radioactive with Rosamund Pike, Dirt, Dirt Music, The Secret Garden with Colin Firth, 
and Enola Holmes on Netflix. This month alone, Simon, his credits include the films The Swimmers and Enola Holmes 2, while he's also writing a new series of his dark materials and has written a new t TV series called Best Interest with Michael Sheen and has two new films in pre-production, Seance on a Wet Afternoon with Rachel Weisz and The Juliet. Now, I know Shakespeare wrote 37 plays <laughs> of his lifetime, but I suspect there must be more than one Jack Thorne. His latest hit, Enola Holmes 2, currently streaming on Netflix, opens with a bang. Our eponymous heroine is hurtling through the markets and back streets of Victorian London, chased by the police. When she's finally cornered in an alleyway, she turns to the camera and says, perhaps I should explain. And so the whole scene is reversed and Enola reveals that after she solved her first case, in the last movie, mm. she decided to start her own business, a detective agency. Being a mere girl, she argues, she can go to places others can't, explore where others won't, and I can fight. I know jujitsu, she says, clocking the fourth wall. She does a lot of sly looks at camera, a habit the actress hopes she won't infiltrate her performance as Eleven, in the next series of Stranger Things, because she so got into that. But then the director is Harry Bradbeer, he who directed 11 of the 12 episodes of Fleabag, where Phoebe Waller-Bridge regularly communes yes, with the yes. camera lens with that quizzical look. I think Millie Bobby Brown rather overdoes the facial mannerisms in Alola Holmes too, and some of it is a little silly, but it's also very funny wildly inventive, and by using the real-life core celebre concerning the infamous Bryant and May match factory strike, oh, yes, yes. is actually rather fascinating. I'm not a fan of on-screen combat, but for once I thought the fight choreography was genuinely very effective, whether utilising Enola's fists and feet or on any objects in hand. It's an indisputably rollicking yarn, constantly thinking outside the box and wrapping real events around its theme of female empowerment, while the likes of Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes, David Thewlis and Helena Bonham Carter really have to keep up. While I might not agree with the critical warmth generated by the film, it has a 92% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, I found Billy Bobby Brown a little OTT, but one cannot deny the film's entertainment value. There's also a glorious evocation of Victorian London, painted in exquisitely rich detail, and the CGI backdrops are really a true wonder. I, I love the first film. I don't think this quite matches up to it, but oh, I did no, I have a really yes. good time. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy the first one. I'm trying to remember the trouble. I'm going to have to watch this one now to remember why I didn't really go for the first one. I suspect as she had to underact so much um, as Eleven in Stranger Things, she's probably just glad of the opportunity actually now to let loose. Um, well, of course, when Enola Holmes opens, she just doesn't... St she's got this verbal diarrhoea when she just yeah. talks to the camera. And I was so shocked, A, that she had an English accent, because, of course, she was brought up <laughs> yes. in Bournemouth. 
and I and because she said so little in Stranger Things. Yes, I thought yes. that was actually very <laughs> clever. But hey, ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay, James. So uh, where now? That's on um, Netflix and Canola Holes. Well, too. I did mention that Jack Thorne wrote a version of A Christmas Carol. So I am going to be talking about Spirited. Of course, Dickens' A Christmas Carol has a strong supernatural element. And watching this umpteenth adaptation, I had the supernatural feeling that I was forgetting it even as I was watching it. Oh, dear. Will Ferrell plays the ghost of Christmas present, or just present, who died 200 years ago and is now a spirit and who works in the afterlife. He also narrates the story. But the background music is so loud and intrusive that initially I found it hard to catch what he was saying. In fact, I wasn't sure, but I think, I think that he described the character played by Ryan Reynolds as the perfect combo of Mussolini and Seacrest. Anyway, he's a cosmic social worker, in Ryan Reynolds' words, who believes that every human being is redeemable. The film starts on a dark, dark and stormy night when Rose Byrne is visited by death in a graveyard. It's pelting down with rain and she's kneeling in front of a headstone and is sobbing. I'm sorry, I I won't yell at the neighbours' kids anymore. I'll take back the claim against the Johnsons. And death, in his cloak and cowl, just points at her with a skeletal hand and she is swallowed up by the ground. And then death calls for coffee, and the girl bounces into frame with the takeaway cup. It's all right, kids, because this is just a supernatural simulation. The next day, Rose Byrne wakes up in bed and is a whole new person. In fact, the next day is Christmas, and when she walks out of her front door to confront the neighbour's kids during a typical Christmas game of ice hockey, as they do in North America, Hey, you know what? She joins in. Death has another success on his hands. Her transformation is a success, and so we cut to the headquarters of the spirit world where Will Ferrell and the employees of the various departments, research locations, costume department, break into a song and dance number. One employee, obviously a newbie, asks, why are they singing? And he's told, because this is a musical. What is, he asks, all of this? I wasn't sure whether or not this was a pastiche, and I missed a lot of the lyrics because of the loud music, only to find out later that the songs were composed by Benj Basic and Justin Paul, who brought us La La Land and The Greatest Showman. Good gracious. The film, right. well, yeah, the film tries to be postmodern, which is why Will Ferrell introduces himself as Brad Pitt. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm the ghost of Christmas past. I'm not Brad Pitt. I was already squirming and waiting for the entrance of Ryan Reynolds as a modern-day corporate Ebenezer Scrooge. And to a degree, his cynicism is a welcome relief as the one human being who can't be redeemed in spite of Will Ferrell's well-meaning tenacity. What we needed was Billy Bob Thornton as Bad Santa. He would have given Will Ferrell a run for his money. Spirited is certainly not short of energy, but one suspects that he's trying to have its cake and eat it, both being shamelessly glutinous and yet surprisingly crude, like a woke 
champion with Tourette's. I should mention that it's directed by Sean Anders, the director of Sex Drive, Horrible Bosses 2, and That's My Boy. The latter, <laughs> starring Adam Sandler, cited by Wikipedia as being one of the worst films ever made. But I'm sure Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds were paid a lot of money. Mm. Actually, where where know, does that appear? Uh, Amazon, Apple... No, sorry, Apple TV+. Plus. Apple TV+, okay. Well, uh, I know depressing. they were both paid $20 million each, so I oh, rest my case. Because they alone got $40 million for, just for this. Oh. Apple it's TV+, Plus. yep. Very depressing. And okay. yet, the same day, Netflix is releasing A Christmas Carol, the animated version, another musical, which is not, in some ways, quite similar. There are many elements which overlap. Including the basic story. Yes. Okay, James. Thank you very much indeed. That's it for this edition of The Business of Film. Uh, and we will be back next week to see how the box office does. But thanks to James Cameron Wilson for that. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Houston, we have a problem. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes?